Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hi. Before we get into this week's podcast, I just wanted to make a quick announcement. Akiva and I will be hosting the 32 Fans NBA Survivor Pool, the way it works, and it will start week two, which is next Monday, because uh, week one of the NBA season is a truncated week and has already started in any case. So it'll start next week. Every week you pick a team to go at least 500 that week. So if they have two games, they have to win one of them. If they have three or four games, they have to win two of them. If your team wins the required number of games, you advance to the next week. Whoever lasts the longest wins. It's also double elimination, so if you lose one week or forget to make a pick one week, you're still alive. If you're interested, just send me an email, alexanderchester at gmail.com, and send me $25 to that email address, PayPal, uh, QuickPay, Venmo, whatever you want, and you will join the pool. The second thing I wanted to note is that we recorded this podcast on Monday afternoon, and so when we recorded it, Gordon Hayward had two working legs. So keep that in mind when we discuss the Celtics. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester, unnamed in the previous episode of this podcast, but I'm back. And with me as always is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it going? Uh, Everything's great. I'm excited for this episode. We've been talking about football. Now we're going to mix it up for one week and mostly not talk about football. And this is the real Wheels Wienerker, right? Uh, there's only one. This is Big Wheels. All right. <laughs> Big Wheels. All right. You got a new nickname today. I, I think I think part of the confusion that uh, that resulted in, in the previous episode of this podcast, of course, was too many nicknames for people. So we should really stick with one. Mm-hmm. You're going with Big Wheels? Big Wheels. Keep on turning. All right, big wheels. All right, so we will get to uh, football, a a brief recap of the previous week in the NFL, which included uh, Aaron Rodgers and, of course, the uh, greatest uh, or worst, depending on your point of view, instant replay review of all time, the Austin Safarian-Jenkins touchdown, which was somehow not keeping alive Akiva's wish to uh, get a high draft pick in the draft. But we're going to start with the NBA. The NBA season is starting uh, within 24 hours of when you're listening to this, probably. So uh, let's jump right into our NBA preview. And uh, Akiva, you have a bet for us today. Okay, so here's how the bet's going to go. As always, we bet uh, $5 per podcast on a bet, and we will draft all 30 NBA teams based on their over-under, meaning uh, we will randomly pick who goes first, and let's say it's you, and you really think that the Portland Trailblazers are going to be bad. So you say, I'm going to pick the Portland Trailblazers at 42.5 to go under, and so we're not, we're not both picking every team. Only one of us is going to pick a team. We're going to make 15 picks, and whoever does better in their 15 is the winner. 
we can't. I mean, let's say I go over on a team and you want to go under on that team. That's a different bet. No, no. Well, that yeah, it's a different bet, but we're only using each team once. There's a lot of strategy here for who you're going to use. Well, I understand the strategy, but like, all right, you can give me your take on it, and you can you can say at the end of the season. Yeah, well, we can't. We we both can't make the same bet. But I thought we could be on opposite sides of the same team, possibly. No, nope, can't be on opposite sides. There's some strategy for who we pick. And right. I want to mention at least every team. All right. Okay. All right. So well, let me do the uh, coin flip as I always do. Coin flip. Keith, call it in the air. Heads. I've been winning these uh, pretty much since. You always started. say heads. Today it's tails. So okay. I will get to decide. And are we doing the snake? Yeah, we'll do snake. We'll do one and then two to two until thirty. All right. I will let you have the uh, first pick because I'm so magnanimous. Oh, wow. That's very kind of you. Um, all right. So we are looking. Where are these spreads from? I don't know where I got them from. Okay. that's. I found them on a website. I sent very them to. <laughs> they're, the ones, they're the ones that Bill Simmons used, I think, on his podcast as well. Okay. So 30 spreads out there. The highest spread being the Golden State Warriors at 68.5. The lowest being the Chicago Bulls at 22. Lowest team in the West is the Kings at 27.5. And, and the highest team in the East is the Celtics, not the Cavs. The Celtics at 55.5. Yeah, and by the way, I don't see a lot of value here because before I had seen the over-unders, I had made a prediction for every team's record this year, and I think I had told you a couple weeks ago that for like 20 of the teams, I was within one game pretty much uh, over or under. So I don't see a lot of value here. I'm not sure how I'm going to do in this draft. Uh, I think you might have an advantage if, if you uh, diverge a little bit more from the uh, conventional wisdom. Okay, my first pick is actually going to be the lowest team in the West. I am picking the Sacramento Kings to go under 27.5 wins. I just don't think there's a lot there there. Wow. So that's your first pick under. And this is a team that I went over on. I have them going 29 and 53. So, uh, you know, I would have gone the other way on that team and, and certainly not a team I would have taken early. So a uh, surprise to me uh, for your first pick, or at least uh, not not a good value pick for you, because I would not have taken that for sure. Well, I had no way. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to stick with the theme of taking terrible teams. Uh, my first pick is going to be, and I could be totally wrong on this, but I- I'm just basing it simply off what I predicted for their record, how far away that is from the over-under. And for me, it's the uh, the the worst team in the West, which I think is the Lakers. Their over-under is 33.5. I have them as the worst team. I have them winning 21 games. So to me, that's a 12.5-point margin I have. So for me, the Lakers under is the safest lock. Give me your prediction for Alonzo's uh, points, rebounds, assists at the end of this year. Uh, point three rebounds assists. I will give him fourteen point four points per game, uh, four point three rebounds per game, and six point seven assists per game. Yeah, you're way high in the points. I don't think there's a chance he averages fourteen points. All right. You get a second pick also. Oh, okay. All right. So I will do a second pick, and I will do the the same thing. The team that I have as well, actually, I don't have him as the worst team in the West in the East, but I have him as the team with the uh, the best value in the East. I'm going to take the. Actually, now I see I have two of them tied, so I don't know which one I'm going to take. You know what? I'm going to take the worst team in the East. I have the Atlanta Hawks. I have them going 20 and 62, and their over-under is 25 and a half. So this is a team, you know, their best player, Dennis Schroeder, he just got into trouble. He might be suspended. So to me, uh, under 25 and a half is a lock. That's a problem for me. He's on the League of Leagues team. He's a very integral part of the team. It would be really bad. Yeah. Oh, well, you should have traded him to me when I wanted a point guard. You want Dennis Schroeder? Okay, so we're big on the unders to start. Let's see if we can uh, get a little bit uh, more positive as we continue here. You know, there's some interesting numbers. You know, your Timberwolves, I don't know, maybe I'll let you pick, but 48 and a half is a pretty high number. This is the second year in a row that I thought the number was way too high in the Timberwolves. Yeah, they certainly have the talent, but I just haven't, you know, why are they going to be that much better than than last year? Well, because they added a top 10 player. <laughs> that, that, that tends to affect things in the NBA. 
I'm going. I'm you know I'm going to go under with another bad team, and I'm going under the Brooklyn Nets twenty seven and a half. I feel like they're not winning more than twenty five. Oh, so that was the other team. That was the team I was going to take instead of Atlanta actually, because I also have them. Uh, at, I have them at twenty two and sixty, but then I uh, I backed off. All right. We're just hammering the bad yeah. teams. Yeah. Uh, well, the reason – and I took Atlanta. I figured, you know what, because the, sh- the, the, the Schroeder news, you know, was uh, the tie going to the runner or whatever in this scenario, and that doesn't make sense at all. But, yeah, so we're going all under on all the bad teams early. It was uh, a jump ball. Yeah. I don't Position know. arrow, the other team. Yeah, I guess that would make more sense for the sport. But uh, that's your first pick, and uh, I agree with you on that one, unlike the Sacramento pick. Who's your next pick? I'm going under. The Hornets' 42.5 is just too high. They've already lost Batum, possibly for the season. So 42.5 is a ludicrous number. I'm going under 42.5 for the Charlotte Bobcats. Charlotte Hornets, sorry. Not only do I not agree with you, but I was going to take that with my next pick as an over. Crazy. How are they going to win games? Uh, Batum is their best player. Second best player, at least. I mean, no. First of all, Kemba Walker is their best player. Will, listen, I love Kemba as a UConn guy. Uh, First of all, no one's gone over on any team yet. Yeah. Well, but I would have gone over on two of the teams you picked. So, I, and and again, I have Charlotte. I have Charlotte winning forty six. So for me, this is a uh, no a, a lot over. Never bet that Charlotte doesn't win forty six. <laughs> Put it on the board. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Give me some. <laughs> what what kind of odds am I getting here? No. If Charlotte's not winning forty six and a half, it's not happening. But let, let's. Who are you? All right. So so far, I have Sacramento, Brooklyn, and Charlotte going under. You have the Lakers and the Hawks going under. Who's going to pick the first over? All right. Maybe the whole league, we're going to be the opposite of the people we make fun of. We're going to have the whole league at like 40% winning percentage. <laughs> yeah, that's entirely possible. I'm going to go with another under, though. I will take, oh, I get two picks, right? All right, so I'm going to take the Utah Jazz under. They're at 41 and 41. Uh, people like, uh, on the Bill Simmons podcast, everybody took them as the over, all four people. Oh, uh, I, can I can I uh, add a great segment? Let's not just repeat what other podcasts pick. Uh, it's just interesting that, that on the teams that they have complete consensus on, we've disagreed in three of the first five picks. Yeah. So let's, and now it's not it's, this going. All right, okay, all right so fine, who are you sorry. picking? All right, so it's four of the first six because I'm picking under on Utah at 41. I just think you know this is a team that lost their best player or you know their second best player actually because I think Rudy Gobert's the best player, and I think that they're going to struggle because it, everybody else in the West improved dramatically and the Jazz went the wrong direction and it's just I don't see I don't see I see eight teams in this in this in the West that are going to win 45 games and Utah's not one of them and the losses have to come from somewhere as it is I have the Western Conference being 50 games above 500 and the East being 50 games under 500 that's really hard to do with the unbalanced schedule so there's going to have to be losses coming from somewhere and that's why I, I like the Lakers as an under yeah I mean 50 is very 50 is almost impossible I just don't in you know on paper I get it but yeah well so then Utah could be even worse than I think then so yeah, so yeah, well, or it's the seventh and eighth season aren't going to win forty five because that's almost impossible. I mean, the, in the West, the, the seventh and eighth seasons routinely win forty eight or forty nine. Even there's been t- seasons when teams miss the playoffs in the West with forty seven, forty eight wins. I think one so, season. I mean, the Timberwolves missed the playoffs with forty five uh, at least once. So anyway, uh, okay, so that's gonna be my first one. And then uh, should I give us our first over? Should I express some uh, Do confidence, Do positivity on this podcast? All right, I will take the over on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Their over-under is 52. Okay. And I've never been a big Carmelo fan, but uh, and I think Paul George is overrated. I'd much rather have Jimmy Butler. But, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook was dragging this team to very nearly 50 wins by himself, and now he's added, uh, you know, to uh, one all-star in Paul George and one, uh, you know, borderline all-star in Carmelo Anthony, who will never make it in the West, obviously. So to me, Oklahoma City is going to win 56 games. I'm going to take the over here. Yeah, you're underrating his popularity, but I agree. I, it would be very hard for him to make it in the front court in the West. Well, aren't they doing it a different system this year? Yeah, they are. I think they are, yeah. Yeah. Or at least for the teams. They're still getting voted in the same way. I'm not yeah. sure. But does it have to be 12 guys from the West and 12 guys from the East? I think so, yeah. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, because of contract no. clauses and stuff, I think it But does. then that defeats the whole purpose. 
All right, yeah. whatever. I'm going to go over on the Houston Rockets. Oh, I was de- de- debating between them and uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, their number is kind of high, 55 and a half, but I, I definitely think that they're going to be in the running for 60 wins. The problem is in... Again, they won more than that last year, and they added Chris Paul. It's crazy. Okay. So Houston's starting five. They have Harden, Paul, Ariza, Capella, Ryan Anderson. The bench is really soft. It's Nene, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon. There's really not much going on there. Well, Nene, you know, was good in the playoffs last year, and Eric Gordon has a lot of potential. Yeah, but I just, you know, someone rests, and, like, there's just not a crazy amount of depth on that team. And also, elite teams always add a guy. Yeah, well, they did. They added Chris Paul. No, no, but what I'm saying is during the season, right? Like a decent veteran gets cut by from, you know, gets traded to a cost-cutting, you know, tanking team. He gets yeah. cut, and then he can sign wherever he wants. Uh, but I, I think I think they're going to win 1,560 games, so I have them going over. My other over or under, my other pick, is I'm going under on New Orleans. I just think that the Boogie Davis thing is not going to last. I do think they're going to have to blow it up by training Boogie at the deadline or or, or – you know, they should. I don't know if they're going to be able to contract West. I just, I, I'm just not buying the backcourt. And there's just two every night for this team is going to be an absolute, you know, they're going to get slaughtered by a lot of the, even, even some of the backcourts of the non-playoff teams, of the lottery teams, are going to be too much for New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I just think, again, for the same reason I took the under on Utah, there's the West is so good and so deep that it's going to be hard for you know New Orleans to be a 500 team. I have them going 37 and 45, so I take the under. But I think it's close. Now, obviously, if they trade Boogie, then uh, things change. But I just—they—they they just traded for him. They're all in on this, you know, on the on this on this Boogie uh, uh, Brow tandem. Mm-hmm. And I just, what what are they going to get for him? Do they want to be like Sacramento and get in thirty cents but on the dollar? They have Rondo, right? They have Drew Holiday. Yeah, it's a problem. Anton Moore, Crawford, Dante Cunningham. There's just not a lot of talent. No, it's a problem. I agree. Uh, you know, I, I don't see what the ceiling is on this team, but uh, I'm very happy going under. I think this is a steal with the ninth. Pick. This team should not be in New Orleans, anyways. Uh, you know, Smoothie King Center is a ridiculous name for a uh, uh, an arena. To be... Oh, you're coming out with an anti-New Orleans take yeah. here. <laughs> uh, I love New Orleans as a city. I went there. I had a good time last year, but uh, I don't believe that the uh, the Hornets should be there. And, and I hate the Saints. We all know that. All right, so I get two picks. Uh, I will start with. Uh, I will take uh, another under, just banging the under on these bottom-feeding teams uh, in the West especially. The Phoenix Suns, their over-under is uh, 29. I have them winning 25 games. I just Again, there's just, there's just too many teams that have to win out in the, in the uh, West. So for me, I'm taking Phoenix under 29. I think I got a nice little cushion there. Uh, so that's my first pick, under 29 on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, my second pick, I'm going to go over, and this is a pick that uh, everybody seems to be disagreeing with me on. Uh, at least all the smart people, but uh, so maybe I'm a stupid person. But I'm going over on the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, the young guns. I'm, just, I'm all in, uh, you know, Embiid, obviously, if he's healthy, it's 100% of a question mark. Who knows how many minutes does he play? How many games does he play? But I'm all in on Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons is going to be a superstar. I think he's, you know, going to be like a LeBron light. I, I really, really like Ben Simmons. And so uh, I think, and I think the East sucks after like the f- top four teams. Like, you know, I was over on Charlotte for the same reason. Philly and Charlotte like are going to be in Milwaukee or like the five, six, seven seeds in the East. Who else is it going to be? So I think, be, again, there's an unbalanced schedule. These teams are going to have to play four games each against Atlanta, Brooklyn, Chicago, New York, India. Or like there's so many bad teams in the East. So to me, Philly, everybody's going under on them at 41 and a half. It's sort of like the Timberwolves. Why are they getting such a benefit of the doubt in year one? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like, the news with faults is very bad, right? He can't hit a free throw. He's coming off the bench. That's not good for a healthy number one overall pick. Yeah, no, I think it's a nightmare right now, Fultz. 
Yeah. So, but do you think that I'm wrong then with the over on a forty-one and a half? No, I just think there's so much talent that you know, it, like the games and bead plays, they're going to be so hard to beat. I think Simmons is going to be great. Like Fultz is probably an okay backup, right? Uh, there's just so much there. Sarek. I mean, if out of this draft you get an okay backup with the number one pick, that's a disaster. No, it's a disaster. But I'm just saying, in terms of winning 41 games, it's yeah. you know, I, it, he's hopefully be an asset. All right, picks 12 and 13. Where are you going? Okay, I'm going under on the Orlando Magic. Uh, I, I, I actually kind of like the players on their team, but I just don't see cumulatively this team being anywhere near 500. Starting lineup, Alfred Payton can't shoot. Fournier, Gordon, Vucevic, and, uh, Vucevic and, and Terrence Ross. And I, I love Jonathan Simmons coming off the bench. And Jonathan Isaac is an interesting prospect. But I don't think we'll contribute this year. I, I, and those are the two Jonathans that told you not to date you. That's an inside joke. And I think I, I just think that uh, there's just like the, it's it's they're less than the sum of their parts. And uh, I'm going 31 and 51 for the Magic. So yeah, I got him winning 35 game. games. I love Jonathan Isaac. He's the guy I wanted the Timberwolves to pick before they uh, traded that pick to the Bulls in the Jimmy Butler deal. And of course, the Bulls took Laurie Markkinen, who. I mean, I think Laurie Markkinen's a disaster. Like, his only skill is three-point shooting. And because he's six foot ten, people say, oh, he's like Dirk. No, he's not. He's, you know, like Sam Perkins or something. He's a- I was really down in the pick, but he's also the 15th man on my League of Leagues basketball team. And I- I'm not cutting him until I see a few games because what he's Chicago doing Chicago has pre- nobody. He's got to score. Somebody's got to yeah, score. If, he's gets, yeah. if he gets 16 points and six rebounds, then he is very viable. So, Yeah, but he's not, uh, you know... 16.6 rebounds would be like the ceiling of his career doing that. For okay, fine. But, but he might games. be able to start. If he could shoot, he might be able to start there and just never improve. Like Porzingis has never improved as a rebounder either. All right. So so that's that's your second pick is the Bulls. Excuse me. That's your first pick is Orlando. What's your second pick? Yeah. Okay. My second pick, I'm going to go. I'm going to pick the Warriors. And I'm just I've been hedging on the 68 and a half the whole time. And I, it's more fun to root for the over. I'm going with the Warriors at 69 and 13. They're going to have a nice season. I think. They don't win 70, but I, there's just not, there's no, like with a year under their belt, there's no reason that they could lose more than 10 games. Realistically. Hold on. This is the 13, this is the 13th pick, which means this is a team that you're more confident than most teams in the league in terms of yeah. the over under. Yeah. I and mean, you're picking them to go half a game over because Kevin Durant could sit and they still have three super duper stars. But, but, but you, didn't, you didn't say, I think they can win 71 or 72. You said, I think they can win 79. They won't win 70. Oh, so I you're mean, giving yourself a half I'm making a prediction. Of course, they could win 70. I think 75 is impossible, but I think 70 or 71 are possible. But if you're, again, so your prediction is only half a win more than the over-under. And yet, to you, that's the safest team out there on yeah, the board. Yeah, safest team out there. And the most fun to root for. More, yeah, yeah, oh, it's, run, it's fun to root for. I agree with that part, obviously. All right. Uh, to me, I'm going to take a team that I, I think this over-under is way too low. I'm taking the over on Washington at 48. Why is Washington's over under only forty eight? Who who are they competing with in the East? It's Boston and Cleveland. Then who? Toronto. And there's just so many games against trash teams. Yeah. So to me, Washington, that's a definite over over forty eight. Okay, and then I got one more pick. Uh, to me, this is a uh, another fun team to root for. The Clippers uh, losing Paul George, but they still have a lot of pieces. I'm all in on Patrick Beverly. By the way, I'm picking all the guys on my League of Leagues fantasy team. I notice. But uh, I'm over on the Clippers at 43 and a half. Uh, to me, this is a team that's going to compete with like the Timberwolves and, and Portland uh, for sort of like the the five six seed in the West. So I'm taking over on the Clippers 43 and a half, and I'm going to say they're going to go 46 and 36. Okay, that's. What's your opinion on the Clippers? Uh, I don't really have a strong one. I think that I, 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 to me, I have them as a just over 500 team, so the line is perfect. Gun to my head, I think I'd go under. 
I just I don't think there's there you know I, I don't like there's no if they have a, if they have an injury to Blake or DeAndre I just don't think they have the guns to back it up. Well, I think part of the reason for this under is people thought Blake would get injured, but it turns out that Blake is actually healthy. He's starting the season. This is a guy who in the playoffs a couple of years ago was a top ten player. You know, him and DeAndre are as good a, a, a front court as you're going to find in the league outside, let's say, maybe New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? Danilo Gallinari is another guy who can score a lot of points, frankly. And then their backcourt isn't great with uh, with Austin Rivers and Patrick Beverly, but I think there's a lot of good defense there, at least. And they have Lou Williams coming off the bench to provide some offense in the backcourt. So we'll we'll see how much... And, and look, don't people say that, you know, once Chris Paul leaves, people sort of can breathe easier and they're happier? I don't know. Uh, I don't think they say that, but it's possible. All right, well, that's my hot take there. So I, I got the Clippers and the over. All right, so we're halfway done. Uh, my 16th and 17th picks are, are upcoming. I'm going to take a look at the Denver Nuggets. Uh, you know, that's another team you're going to be rooting for this year with Jokic. I, I just think that... Well, I'm rooting against them as a Timberwolves fan, but yeah. Right. I get, you know, and I have Gary Harris, who they just gave $21 million a year to. I mean, there's people who don't know who Gary Harris are. Is. Yeah. Um, those Denver guards, Jamal Murray's another one. Yeah, I don't Murray's, know. Like, like, we're how, we're how sort of hyping them, right? We're, yeah. we're hyping them a little bit too much. I agree. Yeah, let's see them do something before they uh, you know, get all this. I agree. Time. So I'm going under on Denver, 45 and a half. All right. Uh, from your mouth to God's ears. And what's your other pick? And then I'm going to take the Knicks. I mean, 30 and a half. I, you know, I would like this number a lot more. I thought it was about 31 or 32. But I, I, I just think, like, they had such point guard problems last year. But they, at least they got, like, a little scoring out of Rose. I don't know about Nicola. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. It'll be good for Porzingis long term, obviously, not to have Carmelo. But I, I just freaking hate this team so much. Like, there's no – I want – by the way, I want the Knicks to be good. I'm not a Knicks fan. But the NBA is exciting when the Knicks are good. Do you agree? No, completely false. Oh, you're a buffoon. No, well, what does the Knicks be good at to anything? Who cares? The 90s were exciting. The Knicks were good, and it was cool. I mean, the 90s were like, everybody agrees consensus, the worst time in the NBA's history. I know, and you know how bad it would be if the Knicks weren't if the Knicks weren't. No, good? the Knicks were the problem. The Knicks and the Heat were playing 80 to 76 playoff games, and it was miserable well, to so watch. The Jazz scored 54 points in a finals game. Okay, yeah, that one game because they realized they were anyway, going to lose. The, and they the, re- starting five other than Porzingis of Hernan Gomez, Hardaway Jr., who was... The Knicks were, you know, it was basically out of the NBA two years ago. That, that contract is like the Allen Houston contract. Who are the Knicks bargaining against? Who are they it's negotiating crazy. against? Like, it's, it's crazy. Uh, on, the they Knicks let him go pick. for a big of balls two years ago, and then he yeah. took some shots for the Hawks, and, and all of a sudden. So you're taking the Knicks under, right? Under. 30 and 52. Uh, That's my record. Obvious pick. To, to me, wait, I, I get, I, hold on a second. They're over under 30 and a half, and you're predicting they go 30 and 52. Yeah. Every team you you you're half a game off. Well, listen. So why you, let's say I predict them to go thirty-one and fifty-one. Like I should go over. There's we're running. No, out. you shouldn't. Pick, you should pick them with the twenty-eighth pick. If a seventeenth pick is a team, hey, well, you should they make the, they make the over unders a great number on purpose. I know you're getting too much no, up on this. T- there is no chance that the Knicks are winning thirty games. It is in, it, it is a mathematical impossibility. Okay. Well, then guess what? You should have picked them earlier than freaking seventeen. Well, I had it as my next pick. I have I have the Knicks winning twenty-seven or twenty-eight games, and they'll be lucky to get that far. So, all right, okay. so now I get two picks. You stole the Knicks from right under me, unfortunately. Uh, I'm going to go with another aging team that doesn't know what they're doing. And they, um, uh, much like the Knicks got rid of Carmelo Anthony, uh, the Dallas Mavericks need to start over. 35 and a half. There's no way they're going to do that in the, in the West. The West is too deep. They'll be lucky to get 33 wins. That's what I'm giving them. And uh, so uh, I am uh, going to take the Dallas Mavericks under as my first pick. So we're under. at 12 under six overs if you're scoring at home. Well, yeah, because you took under on a bunch of teams that you should have taken over on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, where we we got a lot of unders, and then for my other one, guess what? I'm taking another under. It's uh, it's the Milwaukee Bucks, and this mm-hmm. is sort of like the Timberwolves in the in the West. The Bucks are at 47 and a half. 
And, you know, uh, let me see you do something first. You know, I, I love Giannis, obviously, but uh, I, I have the Bucks as like a 45-46 win team at the best and possibly 42 or 43. Let's uh, take the under on the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Not crazy. Oh, what a moron. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the the worst team in the NBA, according to Vegas, the Chicago Bulls. And I do think they're going to have a tough time scoring. I think Markin and I, uh, Levine. I just I don't know where these points are coming Levine. from. But... Levine, you should know that as a Jew. He's pretty much Levine. I'm I'm pretty sure. I've watched it for. Th- don't tell me how to pronounce the guy's name who was on my team for three years. I watched every one of their games. Zach Levine. Yeah. Oh, your team? Yeah, they were the Chicago Bulls. Over twenty-two. Okay. okay. So you're going over on the Bulls. Someone's got to go over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look. I have them winning twenty-three and fifty-nine. So I have a, a marginal over also, just because yeah, it's so low, and uh, but they're going to be a very bad team. So it's 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 hard. All right, and it's hard to see the wind coming there. Staying in the East, next up, I'm going under. It is, you know, I, I think this is a 42 and 40 team, but they're over under 43 and a half. That's the Miami Heat. I mean, who's the Heat's best player? Goran Dragic, right? Like, no, it's Hassan Whiteside. Can you really win 45 games in the NBA with Goran Dragic as your best player? No, because Hassan Whiteside's your best player, and he's an all star. Hassan Whiteside is not their best player. But, but yes, he is. Nobody is their best player. Everybody would. He's an all star. Yeah, he's a, he, you know, he's a compiler. I mean, okay, he compiles lots of points and lots of rebounds and lots of blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just like all these European guys as a Spurs fan. So, you know, the European guys all famously hate Whiteside. They Everyone hates Whiteside. Guy. Joel Embiid has been, you know, uh, feuding with him on Twitter a week. Well, Embiid's a European also. Uh, uh, waiters, waiters will lose you 12 games a year. Not last year. Justin Wins was a nice player. James Johnson, even though he's on my League of Leagues team, had a career year last year. I just, I, I, to me, this is a fine team that should make the playoffs in the East, but no more than that. So I'm going under 43 and a half. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't have a strong That's opinion. Wins 43 and 39 is a good season for a team like. That. Yeah, I have them sneaking in to the uh, playoffs as the eight seed in the East at exactly 43 and 39. So I have no opinion. I think that's a good over under. All right, uh, for my next pick, I am going to take the uh, Portland Trailblazers. The over. I think people are a little bit too over this team, frankly. People have sort of forgotten about them. 42.5 is still low. Uh, you know, C.J. McCollum obviously suspended for one game because he wandered onto the court like one foot, which is stupid. But, you know, they they have the best backcourt in the league, probably uh, outside of Golden State. And uh, even in the stacked West, I think that they can easily win 42.5. And, and I have them winning 45 and grabbing the seven seed. So I'm going to take the over on the uh, Portland Trailblazers. What's your, what's your take on that pick? Uh, they're one of the most boring teams in the NBA to me right now. Boring. They're like incredibly exciting. They have two guys who can go off for fifty at any time. Yeah. Okay. You watch them. So why don't you watch them? I just admit, like they have no ceiling. They're not bad. They're not good. They're no man's land. Right now. <laughs> all right. Well, I disagree. Um, all right. And then the next one, and I'm shocked that it's lasted this long. Uh, you know, I don't want to take it, obviously, but uh, unfortunately, I feel forced to, and I'm going to have to take the under on the Timberwolves. Uh, Forty-eight and a half is just ridiculous. See, I think the Spurs are going under, but I'm letting you take that. I don't want to. I don't want to be a hater for my own team. Well, I don't want to be a hater, but look, I, I still I have the Timberwolves. When I made my picks before I saw the over unders, I had the Timberwolves going forty seven and thirty five and being the five seed in the West. And I thought, boy, I'm such a homer. Forty seven wins for a team that hasn't won more than forty in fifteen years. Like I'm such a homer. And then the over under came out at forty eight and a half. That's crazy. If they win forty seven games, I will be over the moon elated. So forty eight and a half is just too 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 much. Sorry, too much. Taking the under. Okay. I hope I'm wrong, but but even if I'm even if I'm right, I'll still be happy. I hope you're wrong on all 15 your picks. Yeah. <laughs> all right, two picks I really like that are left. I'm going over for Boston. I think they could definitely win 60 games. The East stinks, and they're really good. They're a West team out East. Boston over 55. But no, here's the thing: what's the benefit of winning 60 if nobody? Yeah, right. 
You don't need to. Nobody's going to win. win 60 by accident, the East is so bad. All right. The Packers might win the last So, game. So they won 51 last year, and you think Gordon Hayward improves them, and, and Kyrie, I guess, over Isaiah Thomas, improves them by nine games? Oh, and Kyrie over Isaiah Thomas. Like, that's a minor thing. But, I mean, no. Last year, Isaiah they Thomas. Last year. Okay, I'm not talking about their future potential or whatever. In terms of their performance. And by on the, the way, I like Jason Tatum, too. In I terms think of their the performance on the court, Isaiah Thomas yeah. was better last year than Kyrie Irving has ever been in his career. So okay. if Kyrie Irving has a career Kyrie year, he could still be worse than Isaiah was last year. You're sleeping on Jason Tatum. I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, Jalen uh, Brown. Okay, fine. Whatever. All right, take, take the over boss. Look, I, I have mean, no David, pick- We didn't even mention him. Yeah, all right. I have him winning 56 games. Congratulations. It's a good over-under. I'm going under in Indianapolis, on Indiana. They don't have any talent. Yeah. Uh, and they should be I don't, punished I, for making the bad George trade. They should be punished for decades. Yeah, uh, incomprehensible what they did. They ruined the league. These teams ruined the league, and the Spurs' chances of freaking. Yeah, we have, we have. Yeah, they're like the people who. Yeah, you ruin your fantasy league. I agree with you about that. Yeah, they punted and then stopped updating their team. And then we have indie truthers like Jake Lewin who are like, "Oh, they had no better trade offers available." Like that's bullshit. They did, and they yeah. screwed it up. They didn't even call the other twenty-eight teams to see if someone could top it. Yeah, and and, and you know I hate that so much. You would have kicked them out of your fantasy league. Yeah, I hate that when you make it when you make a monster trade in your fantasy league and you haven't contacted every other team in the league just to see what you can get. It's malpractice. Mm. And the Pacers yeah. did it with a real franchise, so bonkers. Yes. It's not just that every single star went from the East to West, but the East teams got nothing. Like, look, Jimmy Butler went for nothing. Paul George went for nothing. It's just crazy. Like, these East teams want to be bad or something. It doesn't make any sense. Carmelo went for nothing. I have three of the last five picks. It's starting to get slim pickings. I think I will go over on uh, two of the, the – probably the two – or unquestionably the two best teams in the East that remain in Cleveland – and Toronto. Uh, I'm going to go over on the Toronto over-under, which means I'm now over on Cleveland, Washington, and Toronto, and Philly, and Charlotte, by the way. Yeah, Cleveland over to me, we probably should have picked earlier. It's just not such a high number, 53.5. Yeah, so we'll, we'll start with Toronto. I'm taking the over on Toronto, 48.5. They win 50 games a year, and then uh, you know they look disastrous in the playoffs because uh, their all-star guards can't shoot uh, threes, and they just completely fall apart in the playoffs. I don't know what's going on. Toronto, people thought they had a bigger move in them. People thought they might get Paul Millsap, for example. I, I thought... In the other direction, I thought there was a chance uh, earlier in the offseason before the Timberwolves uh, idiotically, in my opinion, decided to get rid of Rubio and add Jeff Teague. I thought there was a chance the Timberwolves could have got Kyle Lowry. Uh, I love Kyle Lowry. Uh, not in the playoffs, of course, when he stinks for some reason. But in the regular season, I love him. And so uh, I think Toronto is going to win 50 games like they do every year. So I'll take over on 48 and a half. And then, uh, as we said, Cleveland, 53 and a half. I only have them winning 54. But there's almost no scenario in which they win yeah. fewer than 53. There's a lot of scenarios in which LeBron says, hey, wait a second, like, you know, I'm the best player in the world still. And so there's way more scenarios for Cleveland to go over than to go under. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, no question. All right. Yeah. So I'm, I said I'm not picking the Spurs who are left. So I have to pick Memphis and Detroit. Now it's just an over under question. So starting with Memphis, you know, J. Michael Green never really developed into a solid starter. Chandler Parsons is an embarrassment that he's still in the NBA. So I just think is Conley and Gasol like, is that enough for an NBA team? Like Macklemore hasn't done anything. But 37 and a half is a really low number for a team with two really good players. Yeah, but there's a very good chance that they trade these guys in the middle of the season. Yeah, I'm going under on Memphis. You, you convinced me. Well, uh, it's funny because I actually I have them out to the over. I, I still respect Conley. I still respect Gasol. And uh, I have him at 39 and 43. I have him as the nine seed out west. I have him ahead of New Orleans, Utah, etc. So I would take them on the over. And then so Detroit's number is one higher, 38 and a half. Their starting five is Reggie Jackson, who had a year from hell last year. And Ish Smith replaced him, and he's the backup. Avery Bradley sticks John, uh, Stanley Johnson, uh, Drummond. You don't think there's potential for Bradley to really emerge now that he's you know has his own team? Oh, definitely. I think Bradley's going to have a big year. Drummond and Tobias Harris. Benches Lauer, Boban, who they did not use last year, as I mentioned, Ish Smith, and that's about it. 
Uh, I think this team is right on the 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 thirty eight and a half border. I'm actually going to go over and say they go forty and forty two. Yeah. So for me, uh, you know, the bench is very. So we started under. We went over. The bench is very weak. Uh, so I am. Um, I actually have Detroit the exact same scenario as Memphis. I have them as the nine seed. I have them as the best team missing the playoffs in their conference, and I have them as a game and a half over. I have Detroit going forty and forty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a team. It's probably safer to take the under than the over. Actually, even though you're taking the over, just because. You know, again, they're they're always trying to trade Drummond. Drummond's such a hard guy because you know he puts up tons of uh, you know, he's going to give you like you know thirteen and thirteen or whatever, or fifteen and fifteen even, or eighteen and eighteen once in a while. But he's unplayable down the stretch. You know, he can't hit a free throw for his life. All right, that gives me the Spurs. Uh, you said you were going to refuse to take him. I know you're going under here. No, fifty-four and a half is perfect. I have him at fifty-four and twenty-eight. I have him exact. But you know what? But now this not if Kawhi misses a few games to start the year, I feel like this number would be a, a, a win lower. I think you're getting them. If you're going under, you're getting them at a good number. I think. T- to me, it's just they're locked into the four seed. Um, you know, I have them. I have them hosting the Timberwolves in the first round of the playoffs. Well, as long as Kawhi is healthy, which remember Kawhi got hurt twice in the playoffs last year. Yeah, but just I have them finishing seven games uh, clear of the Timberwolves in the four for the four or five matchup. So they're going to be battling with OKC. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even Houston for the two or the three. I don't think they're going to fall below four. But also, if the league really cracks down and resting guys, I mean that's their strategy, right? They they have enough guys that they could rest two guys a night. Well, I don't know how they're going to enforce it though. I, they claim they are, but All you right. know, with, with with guys who are old as dirt like Parker and Ginobili, and don't get me started about the Aldridge resigning today. Here's here's my question. So David Lee is out of the NBA, unsigned, right? He's unsigned. Okay, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. First of all, massive contract uh, just a couple days ago. How do you feel about that? I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. So you have uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and Paul Gasol, uh, who cannot play defense for a lick, uh, as your bigs. One of them has to sit on the bench uh, eight minutes into the game. Who's coming in for them? Uh, it's 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 uh, J- King Joffrey. He's their only, they Spurs have three bigs. They're probably one of the only teams ever to only go with three bigs. Well, I mean, or do they put Kyle Anderson in and play small ball? Or Rudy Gay? I mean, Rudy Gay can be a small ball power forward. Well, Kyle Anderson can play. Here's the, here's the weird thing about Kawhi. People were saying last year that, and it's insane, people were saying last year that Kawhi's going to be the point guard, and then they're saying the power forward, and literally he plays small forward. So they need to clone two more Kawhis and have him play one, uh, three, and four. Well, Rudy Gay was, like, the best lineups for Sacramento last year was when Rudy Gay was, uh, like, a, a small ball power forward. Okay, so Gay is going to play a few minutes at four. Anderson's going to play a few minutes at four. Davis Bertans, who can't rebound at all, might play a couple minutes at four. Well, I mean, neither can Anderson or Gay, let's be honest here. No, Gay's an okay rebounder. Gray's not a bad rebounder. Will any player on this team average eight rebounds a game? No chance. Uh, Yeah, Aldridge will be close. He'll be at seven-something. Well, okay, fine. He had 7-3 last year. I mean, Aldridge has to be better than what he showed the last two years, right? No. There's no such thing in the NBA. Two years in a row, if you're bad, you're just bad. (laughs) Yeah. So then why is this team going to win more than 54 games? I I have them going under. I just didn't want to pick them because they're my team. Your starting shooting guard is Danny Green, who, you know, was... I mean, Danny Green's been... He's literally... They've won a championship with Danny Green's starting shooting guard. Yeah. Yes, exactly. When he was surrounded with, like, all-stars all all across the lineup. Now they need a lot more from him. That's that's what I'm saying. Danny Green's fine, or Bruce Bowen's fine, when you have Tim Duncan and Mono... Listen, when Kawhi comes back and Parker comes back, uh, you know, a Parker Green... Tony Parker hasn't played more than a week in second league games in six years. Tony Parker's trash. Yeah, that's... It, it, it's not even it, it invalidates everything you've said. You didn't watch him play in the playoffs where he was amazing. He was he was good for three games. Yeah, he's placed in the playoffs. He doesn't play have to. He doesn't have to do anything in the regular season. They went sixty games with him. No, but he. I'm saying he wasn't even good for all of the playoffs. He had three good games in a row. He was very good in the playoffs. He was very good in the playoffs. Until he got hurt. He had three. He had three good games in a row. Patty Mills is better than him. Dramatically better than him. 
Okay. So how about this? How's a lineup of Patty Mills, Green, Kawhi, Gay, and Aldridge? It's unguardable. Literally unguardable. Unguardable. Okay. All right. So so then take the over on this team. Well, I, I just I, I'm I'm worried about injuries. All right. So I'm taking the under on the Spurs. I, I, not by a lot. Again, I have 54-28. There's a reason to the 30th pick. Mm-hmm. Don't have a lot of strong opinions there. Okay, Keeve. Before we jump to the NFL uh, Week Seven picks. On the previous episode of this podcast, we had a guest, Michael Friday. He insisted on doing a trivia game. I cut it from the podcast because it did not fit there, obviously. But his trivia game was basketball-themed, and so I've decided I'll put it in here. Chester, I prepared this whole trivia game. Akiva, last time I was on, Akiva said the next time that you're on, we're going to play another trivia game. So come on, just indulge me here. Come on. Well, I will say this. I, I was five for five in your trivia game last time. Okay, so yeah. I will so indulge you. Okay, here we go. I can tell you there is a zero percent chance anyone will hear this because Akiva's going to edit this out. But go ahead. Why? Come on. All right. Well, let's hear the trivia game. Come on. Quick. Okay. All right. So my favorite show, I know you guys just ranked your favorite shows, but now the, the best show coming on to TV is, of course, Inside the NBA. And on Inside the NBA, the ver- on the very first studio show, which is going to be, you know, Thursday. I'm not sure when this podcast is going out, but uh, so this may, you may have already seen this. But Ernie Johnson plays a game called Who He Play For. And that's where they test Charles Barkley on his knowledge of NBA rosters, okay? But okay. we are going to play the, the media personality version uh, in a little game called Who He Broadcast For. Okay, are you ready? Okay. So you're gonna. There's four options. Okay. He he. This person either broadcasts for TNT, ESPN, NBA TV, or he does local games. Okay. Okay. All right. If it's local games, how am I supposed to get this? Well, you just have to. Pick, you don't have to pick the team. Just just pick one of those four. Okay. Here we go. Let's start you off with Paul Pierce. Uh, Paul Pierce was on KG's uh, the the KG corner, whatever they called that inside area twenty one. Yeah, Area 21 of Inside the NBA last year. So I guess I would say TNT. You would be wrong. Your perfect streak has ended. He is on ESPN. Okay. Okay. How about Sean Elliott? Sean Elliott's a Spurs uh, play-by-play guy. Hey, and you're back on track. And now I feel like AJ Mass, who did a great job with your Seinfeld questions, by the way. But you don't care about that. I'm, okay. I'm going to no comment you on that one. <laughs> Are you? Oh, let's get into that. Are you? Were you mad about that? I have no comment. <laughs> so you you wanted to be, you wanted to be the host? I thought you did a really good job, but no comment. No, I didn't want to be the host. Well, the no round comment. the round three questions were really hard. Okay, yeah. uh, let's do Dennis Scott. Dennis Scott's on NBA TV. Correct, you are. How about Jerry Stackhouse? <sighs> Jerry Stackhouse. I haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, he's on ESPN, actually. No, he is not. He is the local guy for Detroit. Oh. Yeah, that was the obvious answer. But then I thought, you know what? Maybe he's on ESPN. I just don't know about it. How about Wally Zerbiak? Oh, he's the Knicks guy. Yeah, can you explain that to me? How is he the Knicks guy? He's from Long Island. I don't know. He should be the T-Wolves guy. How yeah, about uh, Long Island. How about Jim Peterson? Oh, well, he's the Timberwolves. He's the be- he's he's an assistant coach for the for the world champion uh, Minnesota Lynx. <laughs> yep. He is the best color guy in the business. <laughs> and I've never heard of him. <laughs> oh, really? It's because the Twins have the worst announcers, uh, probably uh, outside of the White Sox in baseball. But the Timberwolves have the best. They're just they're, they're in advanced stance. They're they're really good. Peterson's amazing. How about and this one is for Rob Sesternino. How, how, about, how many more do we have here? Because this is getting. How about Lisa Lisa Leslie? 
Uh, Lisa Leslie is on ESPN. Uh, no, she's TNT, but she was great on Celebrity Apprentice. Okay, this is my last trivia question, okay? I've been re-watching the series Cheers on Netflix. Everyone should go off and... Cheers is hilarious. It's even better writing than Frasier, in my opinion. Okay, along with George Wendt, Richard Belzer, and Paul Fusco, John Ratzenberger is one of only four actors to play the same character in six different series. Chester, oh if you could name five of these, I would be I would be so impressed. Could you name... Five out of the six series, and if you name all six, I will. I will admit to you. I will admit to you that I am Pete Lux. All right. So John Ratzberger, I know who he is. I know that he was on Cheers. Okay. Yeah, Cliff. But uh, yeah, but I, I mean, was he a regular? Or are you saying like he just came on other shows? He appeared on on six shows as, as Cliff. Cliff. Right. Okay, well then I would say okay, so then for sure I would say like all the other like the cheer spinoffs. So like he would have been on like on Frasier, for example, right? Yes, that's correct. <sighs> all right, so I got two. Now I think it's much harder. It does. Uh, I mean, are any of them even gettable? Yeah, yeah. Three of them are gettable, but you'd have to be really good. One of them is animated. An animated show? The Simpsons, I guess. I don't know. Boom! Correct. Wait, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> Can you keep going? Can you keep going? Is there any other animated show or no? No, no. One of them is a, uh, like an airport show. Oh, what the hell is that show called? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I've seen like two episodes of it. Why, wait, why was he on that show? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Oh, wait. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um... Like who? Ugh, I know what I know that show you're talking about. Oh, okay. He was on it because the creator was uh, David Engel, who did a lot of work on Cheers. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, all right, I give up. I got three. So okay, you're, not yeah. gonna, you're Pete Lux. I'm not going to admit it. I'm Pete Lux. You're going to talk to Pete Lux later. Uh, Saint Elsewhere, The Tortellis, and Wings. Oh, Wings. That's it, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Like the uh, Paul McCartney band. All right. Okay. So now, uh, not at the same time, of course, because you can't be at the same place at the same time. I'm going to go speak to Peter Lux. Yep. All right. Uh, goodbye, Peter. I'll speak to you in a few minutes. How dare you? All right. Uh, let's discuss the NFL briefly, if we if we may. I just want to go quick. So just say game. We're going to pick a game and give a two, you know, one sentence answer of why why we're picking that game. All right, fine. So uh, week seven. By the way, last week you beat me by two. Uh, we had two disagreements. Uh, both of them, you were correct. You had both of the Los Angeles teams winning on the road. I had uh, them losing on the road. And so uh, you beat me by two last week. Now you're up three on the season. So uh, this week we'll just go in uh, in order, uh, sequential, uh, chronological order. So the Thursday night game, Casey at Oakland. Once upon a time, this looked like a great matchup. Oakland uh, has fallen apart, even with Derek Carr back in the lineup. Uh uh, what do you have for the winner, KC at Oakland? Uh, KC. I just I, I, right now I need to see Carr have a good game before I pick them again. Yeah, I've been wrong with Oakland every week. I was wrong with them last week, but I'm going to go with them again. I just I have to believe. And first of all, KC showed. You know, KC isn't. Just remember, one sense pick. He's listening to him go right now. All right. Okay. Fine. Uh, uh, I, I think KC is a good team, but not an elite team. And I think Oakland is uh, Oakland's a seven and nine or eight and eight team, probably. Unfortunately, but if they don't win here, you know, Jack DeWitt might get fired. So I take Oakland. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay at Buffalo. You know, Buffalo. I Tampa Bay right now to me is trash. I'm taking Buffalo. I think I'm going to agree with you. Uh, you know, two two weeks to uh, to recover and rest and not get ready for this. That team Tampa Bay Arizona Tampa game was like barely an NFL. There were a lot of, especially defensively, like not even you know. 
Yeah, well, I told you. I saw Tampa Bay against Case Keenum, and they made Case Keenum look yeah. like Aaron Rodgers uh, yeah. pre-injury. So uh, when, when Case Keenum should look like Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. uh, post-injury. All right, so we both agree we're taking Buffalo. Carolina at Chicago. I'll take Carolina. Chicago, you know, they won on the road and won a game. So, but, you know, Baltimore, that says more about Baltimore than Chicago. I mean, Trubisky had 80 yards in overtime yeah. at one point. Let's not I, – I, we were down on Trubisky. I think maybe he's a little better than we thought after seeing the preseason, but it's not happening right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not, it's not – I mean, we're not as off as we were with, like, Jared Goff, for example. But uh, No, no, no. Yeah, Carolina has to win this game. Yeah, he's worse than If Carolina wants to win this division, and it's there for the taking, Atlanta's falling apart. Uh, you know, New Orleans is coming back a little bit. Carolina, uh, you know, a, a loss at home to Philly, who uh, might be the best team in the NFC right now. Carolina has to win this game in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You want to take Chicago? Uh, no, I'm taking Carolina. All right, okay. Tennessee at Cleveland. Uh, we're taking Tennessee. We haven't seen, obviously, uh, yet what they did on Monday night because we're recording this on Monday afternoon. We're taking this to Tennessee. But, Matt, they've already announced Mario's playing, so you figure by next week he will be healthy. Yeah, he will be done. All right, New Orleans at Green Bay. Uh, you know, obviously it's uh, nowhere in Rodgers and Green Bay. I was so off on this line. I thought – Yeah, this would have been such a fun game. It's a, it's a disappointment that we're missing uh, Rodgers here. Yeah, I had Green Bay favored by two, and I'm totally off. New Orleans favored by four. It was actually New Orleans favored by six at one point. That's way too much. I'm sorry. Like, you, you can't – somebody actually said online it was a good joke. I think it was uh, – it was one of the guys on the ringer. He said the pro- the Packers' problem is that they're not good at anything other than having Aaron Rodgers. Right, and the, I would do, what you wonder if the Nelsons and the Cobbs and everybody just crater fantasy wise. Also, yeah, it's uh, it's bad for me because my entire not just that I have Aaron Rodgers on every one of my fantasy teams in every single league and Ro- and Nelson. Yeah, my league of leagues team is Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Ty Montgomery. I built it around the entire Packers team. So yeah, which was smart until two seconds ago. Bad yeah. times for uh, Chester in fantasy football. Yeah, looks smart until uh, until Anthony Barr uh, took down Aaron Rodgers. You want to make a deal on the podcast right now? Yeah, I do. I've been I've been getting offered every shitty quarterback. I've been offered some decent ones. I was offered Tyrod Taylor, the aforementioned for the Bills. I was offered Eli Manning. Just Taylor straight up for Rodgers? Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, you're giving away Nick because uh, if this was a twelve team two quarterback league where there's literally nobody available on waivers, then I might think about it. But this is a league where you can find you know bad QB threes available on the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah, you can. Settle. And it's 16 weeks of Aaron Rodgers to be here next week for, for 28 weeks of Tyra Taylor. And there's no guarantee that Tyra Taylor's a starter next year. If it was like a Matt Stafford for Aaron Rodgers, I might have to think about it. Right. If they just signed him to a big deal, I, I, you know. Yeah, but Taylor's a guy who, for some reason, teams just don't want to, you know, have any faith in. So, yeah. So yeah. I, Well, right now I have three injured quarterbacks. I have Winston Luck and Sidney. Yeah, but Winston's fine. He's going to play. Yeah, will he be healthy? He, he could have come back yesterday. He was on the south. Um, all right. So, uh, New Orleans at Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay at home. Yeah, uh, I'm taking New Orleans. I, I I need to see Brett Hundley before I pick him. Well, I saw him. He threw three interceptions against the Vikings, but the, the Vikings defense and New Orleans defense are like, you know, yeah, cardinal so. opposites. Okay, yeah, I want to see a full game. Well, he didn't have a week to prepare. He thought there was no chance yeah. he was coming in the yeah. game. Well, you're arguing against yourself because you just said, I'm taking the Packers. You're the one taking New Orleans. I've just I've seen too much of New Orleans' defense. Other than the game against Miami and England, their defense stinks in my opinion. Uh, they, I mean, they gave the Lions. New Orleans? Yes, New Orleans' defense stinks. I don't think anyone knows. Okay, so... I mean, their tackling against the Lions was shameful. They should. They were winning that game like, forty-five to ten, and then that game came down to the wire. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, if the if the Lions don't get pinned to the two, they they probably tie it up. Okay, so Jacksonville at Indy. This is another game I was way off. I had Indy by three because for some reason I thought Andrew Luck was coming back in this game. Turns out I was wrong. I've read up. Andrew Luck is not coming back until at least like like the like Halloween, like probably the end of end of October. No, well, this is week seven. I, he's definitely not playing this week. There's a tiny chance eight. I think he does play week nine. Okay. Yeah, but when I, I made this pick thinking he was coming back for some reason. So I right. guessed Indy by three, and I would have taken Indy to win. Now, yeah. with a Brissette, 
I mean, Jacksonville, I finally respect... Brissette Bortles could be one for the uh, you know, ESPN Classic. Well, here's the thing. I finally respected uh, Jacksonville. I took them uh, I, uh, to, to, to beat uh, LA, the Rams, and mm-hmm. then they uh, embarrassed me. And the problem is Blake Bortles. He stinks. So who are you taking this game? Yeah, Jacksonville Blake Bortles is shameful. Who are you taking I mean, I, I'm not the first to make this observation, but Kaepernick's going to go to court with just tape of Bortles throwing interceptions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville. Not happy about it. Close game. 2017 Jacksonville. Yeah, you know what? I'll take Indy even uh, even without luck because, I don't know. I got I got to make up the three games on you. So uh, that's our third disagreement. I got to go three now. All right. We got another London game this year, but this week, but it's not a 9 a.m. game. It's like a, it's a, it's a 1 p.m. game, which means it's prime time in England. Everybody, uh, everybody in England is going to be watching uh, the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. I've been, I've been on the Cardinals are trash bandwagon all year long. Uh, Adrian Peterson is trash. I've been saying that for three years. I'm not backing out any of that. Whatever. He had one game against Tampa's awful defense. I'm taking the Rams. I now believe in the Rams. And I think the Rams are going to make the playoffs. I was wrong on the Rams. I was wrong on Jared Goff. May a couple. May a couple. Where's this game? This game's in England. So anytime I don't hear the matchup. Do you need to know which stadium? It doesn't matter if it's in Wembley or if it's in Wickingham. Yes. Or... So here's a tip. If, if, I don't, if I wasn't listening to what you're saying, I'd say, where's the game? So yeah, I, I have a 50% <laughs> chance because I heard one of the teams. But now you, yeah. you foiled me by saying it's in London. But okay, Rams, yeah. Cardinals. I'm going with the Rams. Okay, no disagreement. All right, uh, Jets at Miami. Who would have thought this is a three-point spread? Yeah, I mean, Miami sucks. I know we're bad, and the Jets have seven sacks all year, none from their defensive line, which was supposed to be the only strength of the team. Doesn't have a single sack. I mean, what if they call that Safarian Jenkins play correctly? Yeah. If that's a touchdown, I still think they lose. And by the way, I like how the the NFL is doubling down. By the way, today they're what like, no, no, that heels. was the right call. Even though everybody, yeah, everybody says Blandino says it was wrong. Um, I will, yeah. Um, so if they score that touchdown, does this game go to overtime? Do the Jets beat the Patriots? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I. I just think you know. I don't. They probably they they kick a field goal with too much time left, and then Brady drives down and beats them twenty seven twenty four in regulation. Yeah, totally possible. Brady's already done that a couple times this year, and you know, many times in his career. All right, so uh, Jets at Miami. I'm going to take Miami, but um, I don't feel good about it. This team's supposed to. I'm taking the Jets. I just think McCown is better than Cutler. I do think Wake is going to be in their mug all day, but they already beat him once, and it wasn't even close. I mean, it's not impossible that eight and eight could make the playoffs as a wild card in the AFC. The way things oh, yeah, are but going. neither of these teams can get to eight and eight. Neither of them can do it. All right, Baltimore at Minnesota, purple battle. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings. I hate the Ravens, and uh, that's all I have to say about that game. I'm so down on the Ravens. I mean, the AFC North, who's freaking winning that division? I'm taking the Vikings. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just looked great last week. Uh, yeah, I mean, but they've looked so bad. So many, like, Roethlisberger retired eight days ago. Let's not. Yeah, Roethlisberger stinks. It doesn't matter. They've, uh, they have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. That's all they I mean, Martavis Bryant uh, is, is, like, crying his way out of there. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand. Why did he demand a trade here? Because Juju Smith-Schuster got on the field and that offended him? Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's sitting on some second-down plays. This is the first season that Martavis Bryant hasn't been suspended. You know, very odd. All right, Dallas and San Francisco. Well, mm-hmm. all right, should we? All right, Dallas and San Francisco. I'm taking Dallas, whatever. C.J. Bethard, he's playing now, apparently. We were wrong on Brian Hoyer, or I was wrong on Brian Hoyer, I guess. I thought he was passable. Although, to be fair, San Francisco has lost, what is it, six games in a row by two points or something ridiculous? Like, they set some kind of record? Yeah. For the most number of games in a row lost by fewer than three points, I think I heard that somewhere. Uh, yeah, I you know I think San Francisco's going to play him close here, but Dallas. I, I mean, how, let's talk about the NFC playoff spots for one second. Carolina, Seattle, Minnesota, and Philly. Now, who gets the other two slots? Atlanta, I think. So then, the sixth slot is it the Rams? Is it the Cowboys? Is it the Redskins? New Orleans. You're not even giving them a chance. I mean, New Orleans, Detroit. It could be a decent race, but I, I just don't think it was even open when the Packers were there. I, th- I mean, I guess you guys weren't a lock, so it was kind of open, but it was a seven-way 
race for one slot. It just really literally opens up a full playoff spot. It's such a big deal. Yeah. So like it's the, it saved the Cowboys. Do season. you think the Packers have no chance? Yeah, I don't. They're think already they they're already four and two. They lost the best player in the NFL. They can't go five and five. No, they can't go five and five. They stink. All right, I think I read somewhere that the that only one game is going to switch from them being a, a favorite to them being an underdog with Rogers' injury, and that's uh, Week Seventeen okay. against Detroit. Toontown. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Seattle at the Giants. That Giants at Denver game. You know, we both had uh, the Giants uh, covering the spread because we just thought it was too big for Denver. But that's got to be one of the craziest upsets we've ever seen, right? Doesn't make any sense. I, I was I watched the highlights. I actually it was the only game all week I didn't watch, uh, and I, I just don't even understand how they lost. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wanted to watch it. It was a good. Ba- it was a, it was the middle of the night for you. There was a good playoff baseball game going on. All my idiot friends were watching the game because they're all Giants fans, but completely incomprehensible. And now Seattle's going into New York. Uh, they're giving six points. I'm going to take the points. I, I think Seattle's going to win, but I'm not that confident. Yeah. Seattle's offense has been bad all year, except for the second half against the Colts. <sighs> Seattle. Let me see the. You know, I, I just I'm not buying the Giants. Like, yeah, they beat Trevor Simeon. I'm not buying it. Yeah. So I'm taking the points. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're eliminated in the uh, pool of pools. Yeah, it is too many points. I say Seattle wins uh, 16-13. All right. Uh, okay. So Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. We both at Pittsburgh. Nothing to say here. Denver at the Chargers. Uh, this line has flipped. Uh, Denver was favored uh, on the road, if you can call it that. Although it'll be majority Broncos fans, obviously. Yeah, this is an even matchup. Yeah. Uh, the problem is if Simeon doesn't play, you have to pick the Chargers. Well, look, the Chargers have been close in every game, and they kept losing them in the first four. I'm going to pick the Chargers, but, yeah, I mean, if Osweiler plays, and the Chargers are going to beat them bad. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, the, the, the Chargers are, we, we said all along, the Chargers are a decent team. They're a 500 team that just got bad luck the first They're four totally weeks. Totally decent. They're yeah. totally decent. And uh, in Denver is, uh, you know, yes. All right, so we both take the Chargers. Uh, Atlanta at New England, the Sunday night game. This was supposed to be an amazing game, Super Bowl preview, but both teams have been struggling. Atlanta, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. I just, again, I don't know how you lose to Miami there. Yeah, I just don't know how, how the Patriots are going to stop the Falcons at all. I mean, you look back at the Super Bowl, like it was clear who the better team was. Uh, I'm picking the Falcons. Wow. Falcons go into New England and get uh, get a small, 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 small piece of revenge. Yes, sir. No, a zero piece of revenge. All right. That's why the articles after week two, well, the, they, they exercised the demon. No, they literally just went and freaking blew a 17 yeah, nothing lead exactly. to a team where the quarterback is on the floor hoping to get injured so he doesn't have to play anymore. The loss to the Dolphins was more embarrassing, less consequential, but more embarrassing than the loss in the Super Bowl. No. What do you know? At least it was to Tom Brady. This is to Jay Cutler. I'm still not buying it. <laughs> You're winning 17 to nothing at home against Jay Cutler, and you lose? Yeah. Uh, it's the Super Bowl. I, I, I understand the stakes are different. I'm, all right, whatever. I'm not having this argument. Yeah, nobody is agreeing with you. All right, Washington at Philly is the Monday night game. It's, a good, it's actually a very good ESPN game. Yeah, Philly's the best team in the NFC right now, incredibly, and they're going to win this game. I'm so mad at myself that I came out early in 32 fans in 32 days with a hot take that Philly was going to win that division, and then I backed off it. You know, In August, I was yeah. all about the Eagles, and then I backed off at a September approach. Yeah. Big mistake. My, what about my take that the, the Eagles were going to be 8-8 eight eight two weeks ago, when now I think they're going to be 8-1 because they have three home games, and they're 5-1, and one and they don't play anyone good. Yeah, it's kind of so you have them winning it this week against Washington, right? Yeah, although I think they host the Niners next week or in two weeks. I'm going to say right now they're going to lose at home to the Niners. I mean, Washington desperately tried to lose to the Niners and somehow managed not to. So. No, the Niners are competent, and maybe Bethard's better than Hoyer. Hoyer was good last year, but he just didn't have it this year. Yeah. All right, so we got five disagreements, all five games. You're picking the road team, Kansas City, New Orleans, Jacksonville, the Jets, and Atlanta. I'm taking five home teams, Oakland, Green Bay, Indy, Miami, and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Kiva, I will talk to you uh, next week. Bye.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.